Hello, and welcome to this episode of What's Wellness Podcast, a place where I discuss the physical, energetic, mental, emotional, and spiritual components of wellness, as well as your healthy relationships with yourself, with one another, and with the planet. I'm your host, Alia, founder of Alia Yoga and Alia Yoga Academy teacher training and mentorship programs. And I'm so excited to share with you the amazing interviews that I have in queue. For the sake of getting these to you, I'm going to hold off on long intros and haven't yet brought back wise words or warm words of the week, but hope to again when I have a bit more time to focus on the podcast. There are a few of you who contribute financially to this show now with a monthly donation of any amount that helped me tremendously so that I'm able to provide what I hope is inspirational and educational content here. To those of you who participate in Sunshine Yoga, my weekly live virtual donation-based vinyasa-style practice, and to those who contribute donations to this podcast, I want to send an extra special thank you so very much for your support. There is a link in the show notes below to support this podcast with a small monthly donation that I would love for you to take a moment to look at and see if you're inspired to contribute. Now, for a brief word about Anchor and then the conversation portion of today's episode. Thank you so much for being here and please stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to What's Wellness Podcast today. As always, I'm beyond excited to have today's special guest, B. B is here to talk about hypnosis and EFT and all kinds of different ways to prioritize your wellness from the mental, emotional, energetic, spiritual standpoint, even the physical. So welcome, B. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for this opportunity, for um, having me here. I'm really excited for this. I'm so excited as well, and I would love to have you introduce yourself and answer my first question, which is always, what's wellness look and feel like for you today or right now? Okay, yeah, I love this question. I think it really um, makes you think about it a little bit. And to me, wellness is kind of like harmonious mind-body connection. I learned and experienced that the mind and body are in constant communication. So for example, if we have an early life trauma, anxiety, or repressed emotions, they tend to show up as pain, um, chronic disease, or, you know, other physical problems in the body. And Mm -hmm. vice versa, if you have a physical problem, say you have chronic pain, um, bowel sensitivities, or immune diseases, in turn, they affect your mental health, right? So simply, I see wellness as taking care of your body, taking care of your mind with the daily practices that you do, just like brushing your teeth or taking a shower. So the mind and body works and flows harmoniously. 
What a great answer. I love that. Very thorough. Thank you. So B, tell us who you are and what you do, please. Yeah. Um, I am a certified hypnotherapist. I also do EFT and it is emotional freedom technique if, um, if you are not familiar with it. And mm -hmm. I also do breath work. So I'm also a breath work facilitator. So as you can tell, I'm fascinated with the subconscious mind and I use various tools and methods to help heal the subconscious mind. My main tool is usually hypnosis. And I actually want to start by saying that it's not what we see in the movies or stage shows. You know, it looks like it's mind control. You're going to lose control, maybe be paralyzed. It's definitely not like that. Mm. Um, I think it's important to clarify these misconceptions about hypnosis because it can get in the way of potentially being helped and being healed with the help of hypnosis. Um, so maybe um, I can start by telling a little bit more about what hypnosis really is. Yes, um, I would love that. Yeah. Um, so hypnosis is a very simple and very effective way of helping the subconscious mind actually and it's a very very familiar very very natural feeling we all experience hypnosis during the day multiple times actually it's a feeling between being fully asleep and also being fully awake i i know i think you are in um california too right Yes, Southern California, Encinitas. Perfect. So, like, imagine you're driving from there to LA. You're in 405. Mm -hmm. um, how many times have you found yourself kind of like dozing off, missing your exit, or driving on autopilot almost? Yeah, definitely. Zoning out for me, autopilot kicks in after probably <laughs> 20 minutes of driving. <laughs> yeah, so that's a natural hypnotic state. So mm. that's how we experience hypnosis naturally or um, right before we sleep, we are usually in natural hypnosis. So um, when actually many people come to a hypnotherapy session, they feel something very similar to that. Um, mm -hmm. But the main thing is, a deep physical relaxation, mental calmness, and a deep focus to my voice. That's basically about it when you try hypnosis in a hypnotherapy session. Hmm. And what happens is that in that calmness and relaxation, your mental filter eases down. So for example, as you're listening to me right now, there is a very heavy filtration going on in your mind. So your mind is agreeing with some of the things that I'm telling you and disagreeing and kicking out some of the things that I'm telling you. So this filter is very active to make your life easier and to make your daily life more practical. But it's also not allowing us to change, right? Um, so during hypnosis, this filter eases down. So instead of constantly judging and rejecting and resisting to new ideas, we become more open to accepting, changing limiting beliefs or releasing some of the stuck emotions. So that's why I find hypnosis so, so powerful because we work with the subconscious part of the mind directly. Um, and subconscious mind is actually where we make all of our decisions in daily life. So even the simple decisions, like imagine you're trying to decide what I should eat for lunch. 
you're debating between pizza and salad. And you may think that this is a conscious decision, but your subconscious mind actually makes this decision about 10 seconds before it mm. actually appears in your awareness. So without healing your subconscious mind, you, you probably won't heal from whatever you're experiencing. And it becomes a loop that we get stuck in, right? Like we try to do so many things like we listen to podcasts, self-help books, we talk, we, we do so many different things to help ourselves, but without actually changing that subconscious programming, we can't really go that far. Um, so that's why I love to work with subconscious mind. My favorite is hypnosis, as you can tell. Mm -hmm. um, but I also have other tools because I realize that not all the tools work with everyone. That's when I decided to work with things like EFT, tapping, also breath work, because I think they're all very unique and special and effective in their own ways. Wow. Fascinating. What a great explanation. I've learned so much already, and I'm even more intrigued about both EFT and hypnosis. Can I ask you what inspired you to go into these types of healing modalities? Yeah, of course. My story may sound a bit simple when you listen from outside, but just like any other story, when you actually are the character, main character of the story, it makes so much such a big difference in life. Mm -hmm. um, I am a foreigner. I came to LA about eight years ago to get my master's degree. And after I graduated, I started looking for jobs in marketing because coming from Turkey, I was conditioned to think that what I wanted to do was to get a good degree and start chasing a job in corporate positions and then just live my life in that way. That's what I mm -hmm. was conditioned to think because that's what was a good thing to do in my family, in my society and in my culture. Sure. So when I came here, I started looking for jobs and I really had a hard time and I started blaming my English. I started blaming the fact that I graduated from college in Turkey, but it really took a lot from my confidence level. And mm -hmm. I find out for the first time in my life, I started biting my nails to the point where they were bleeding all the time. So I would go into these interviews and to the companies that I'm really excited to work for with a total disbelief in myself, like they're doing me a favor by hiring me kind of attitude. Mm. Um, and when I put my hand up, it would make me feel even worse because all my fingers are basically um, bleeding because of my nervous habits. Um, it came to a point where I realized that I need to do something about this because I'm not getting anywhere and my confidence level is all over the place. So I started trying so many different things. Um, I tried getting more manicure. I tried getting bitter nail polish, and none of them really helped. And that's when I heard about self-hypnosis. I'm not sure if you're familiar with self-hypnosis. Not really, but fascinated by the idea. Yeah, so um, there was a school really close to me that had a 
self-hypnosis class. And at that point, I had nothing to lose, right? So I decided that I would just go to a class and see where it takes me. So I ended up really enjoying the class. And one of the things about self-hypnosis is that you need to be practicing it frequently. So your mind gets conditioned to change and rewire towards what you want to achieve. And I really bought into that and I practiced it every single day. And it took me about two, three months to stop biting my nails. And along that way, I also realized that I was chasing something that really didn't align with who I was and what I wanted for life with that marketing or corporate positions. That's not what I was really excited about. That's why when I walked into interviews or applied for positions, I was talking or coming from a place that really didn't represent who I was. So it really opened my mind, changing a pattern so significant, so nervous, like biting nails really opened my mind to my mind power. And I started asking myself, what else can I do in my life that can help me to be a better version of myself that can help me to be where I actually want to be? So um, I realized that that was actually a college of hypnotherapy and Mm -hmm. I started going to the classes. At first, it was just for myself. My purpose was healing myself, changing my life. But then I realized it's so powerful. Like with hypnosis, your limit is not just emotional stuff. You can work with pain-related problems. You can work with disease. You can work with past life regression. You can work with self-esteem. I realize the scope can be so big because you're simply changing your beliefs. And we have beliefs and associations about every single thing. Um, So I decided that I should be helping with people. Um, And during my internship, I started my practice. And once you get into this mind power and understanding your subconscious mind stuff, I think more doors open in front of your eyes. And that's when I was introduced to EFT tapping. I was introduced to breath work. And all these tools are the tools that I use in my daily life, not every single day, maybe all of them, but I Mm -hmm. try to use them as much as I can because I know they help so much. So I'm still working with them, working on them to perfect them, to change them. And I find all of them very powerful. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story and what got you into this field with hypnosis and EFT, emotional freedom technique, which I'd love to talk about. I'm not sure as far as the listeners go, some may know about EFT and do some tapping. I do a little bit of tapping, um, but self-guided. So I would love for you to share about EFT and maybe the points that you tap and, and how that's effective and why it's powerful. Yeah, of course. And I'm so excited to hear that you even do yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you find a lot of healing from it. Absolutely. Um, So basically EFT is emotional freedom technique. It is a form of tapping and it works with the body's energy system. So imagine this electrical system in the body, the subtle energy that runs through the body. And this energy is carried through tiny pathways called meridians. And with EFT, so basically during tapping, 
we tap with our fingertips to the endpoints of this body's energy meridians while we are actually thinking about the problem. I think it's important to start with talking about a very important theory that the founder of EFT, Dr. Callahan, talked about. He said that the cause of all negative emotions is a disruption in the body's energy system. So anytime we experience something negative, say emotional trauma, distress, even physical pain, we start having blockages and this energy flow starts being clogged in certain parts of our body. This may sound very similar to acupressure and actually we use almost the same energy and you may know this energy as qi in Chinese mm-hmm. and when this energy doesn't flow according to how it's supposed to flow through the meridians, we start experiencing problems in our life. We may experience some physical problems. We may experience anxiety. We may have irrational fears that have no base. So with EFT, basically, we are rewiring the mind. We are rewiring the way the mind perceives a problem. And we start by making a problem statement. So think about whatever you're experiencing in life. We all have things that we are dealing with. Mm -hmm. So um, we first make a problem statement. And before we start tapping, we start focusing on this problem statement and we start repeating this problem statement. And normally, if you're not tapping repeating the problem statement or even thinking about your problem would naturally activate your sympathetic nervous system, right? So you would be maybe activating the fight, flight, freeze response. Maybe you can feel more tense or nervous. Unconsciously, your body will start feeling uncomfortable. But during EFT, when we start doing tapping, we are actually activating your parasympathetic nervous system which is basically rest and digest mode. So the mind starts thinking differently. Even though you're focusing on the problem, your mind is actually on a more rest, digest, and be relaxed mode. And as you repeat and tap, not only you're balancing the energy flow, but also you're rewiring the mind to respond differently anytime you think about the problem or anytime you talk about the problem. So I find this tool very powerful because it's not just something we do in a session, right? It's something that you can start practicing at home. You can do this in the car. You can do this even outside when you're with other people. It's a simple form of tapping. We usually use the meridian points around our face. And these, all these points are actually related to different parts of our body. So for example, we have a point right under our eye that is directly related to our belly and stomach area. So by tapping that point, we can actually bring a relief to our belly area. So all these points have different representations throughout our body. And as we tap, we release those clogged emotions. We release the memories or whatever negative attachments you may be experiencing in the subconscious mind. 
Wow. Okay. So I've learned something new and you really said something that resonates with me about the meridian point under your eye, because um, I'm not sure if you know, but I get digestive pain and uh, have some digestive issues. And one of the things I tap on is my digestion. And of course, it relates to a lot of different things, past trauma and stress and things like that. But um, one of the things that I say, and it's more of an affirmation when I tap, I digest my food and my life with comfort and ease. But something that I don't do, and I'd love to talk a little bit more about, is this problem statement. Could you give us an example of what kind of statement you would use? Yeah, of course. So say you are experiencing fear of water. So the problem statement, think of problem statement as a sentence that summarizes what you're experiencing in a short and direct way. So the problem statement could be something like, even though I used to experience fear of water, or even though I used to be fearful of water, I deeply and profoundly love and accept myself would be the problem statement. So Mm -hmm. first we start by focusing on this problem statement. So kind of like by repeating it, you start triggering the feelings about the problem. And when we start tapping, we use actually a shorter statement, which is just a problem. So in this example, it would be fear of water, fear of water. So as you tap, you just repeat it about five times with each point and Mm -hmm. that continues to trigger the problem but this time your body is not getting anxious your body is in a calm relaxed balanced way so the more you repeat the more the wiring of the subconscious mind changes okay that information is so helpful thank you for that explanation and so anyone who has stress in their life pain past trauma, they can benefit from EFT and tapping? Yeah, I definitely think so. And sometimes we don't even know what we are experiencing, right? This actually happened to me the very first time when I learned about EFT, because when I look back, I don't think there's something specific I want to work on, especially at the time. I couldn't think of anything so specific. And one night I realized that I felt so overwhelmed. I didn't know why, but I I realized this energy building up. Many of us may be familiar with this feeling. And I have this new tool, EFD, that I learned, right? So Mm -hmm. I started tapping away. And on my fourth tap, I started crying uncontrollably. It it was just, I, I didn't know why. I didn't know where it came from, the reason. I cried and cried and cried while I was tapping. And then all of a sudden, I felt a true bliss right after I was done with EFT. And I realized I had a headache before I started. And after the tapping and the crying, I felt so much relief. So I didn't know why I was doing it. I didn't even know what would it help me specifically, but it definitely helped me with changing my mood, helps me with releasing the headache that I was feeling. And clearly I was carrying something that wasn't even Mm. in my conscious awareness, but it came out with EFT and it was so helpful. Wow. 
Thank you for sharing that. That's so powerful. Amazing. So I'd love to segue into and have you share a little bit about the style of breath work that you facilitate. Yeah, I, I love breath work too, um, because I think it's so simple, so ancient, but just so extremely effective. Um, and I got into breath work because I actually tried holotropic breath work myself, and mm-hmm. I was fascinated by my experience. Holotropic breath work is actually a really deep breath work, one of the most intense breath work experiences that you can have. And it stimulates the subconscious mind so much that it actually helps with healing and with big release significantly. But that's really not the only breathwork type or breathwork exercise that you can do. There's just so many different breathwork exercises, breathwork types out there. And all of them are so helpful, so different, and so specific. So if you think about it, breathing goes into any self-help practice out there. I know you do yoga, so you probably use it, right? Mm-hmm. I, yep. I use it with hypnosis, self-hypnosis, meditation, or even when we work out. I do Pilates. I realize that when I use breathing, it goes so much deeper and I can have a better focus when I actually focus on my breathing. Absolutely. Right. And, and the reason for that is our breath is directly connected to our body. So how we feel directly affects our breathing and how we breathe directly affects the way we feel, actually. So think about when you're anxious. When you're anxious, we tend to do chest breathing. We breathe heavily, quickly. We take more exhales and inhales. And as a result, we feel like we cannot even breathe. So that feels so overwhelming, right? Mm-hmm. And on the contrary, if you actually shift your breathing to diaphragm breathing and start slow, steady, deep belly breathing, we could be triggering a relaxing response instead. So just by changing the way you breathe, you can change the way that you're feeling. And actually, I use this throughout the day, almost on a daily basis, when I feel overwhelmed, or sometimes, you know, that feeling after lunch, you feel like your energy is dropping. I just take five minutes and I do a quick breathing exercise to kind of revive my energy. And I find it really, really helpful. And even now you can find um, the difference in your breathing. So maybe take a moment and put one hand on your chest and put the other one on your belly and see Mm -hmm. where your breathing is. Most likely your breathing is from your chest right now. Because during the day, when we focus on something, when we accomplish tasks or when we are getting things done, we are in an arousal state. So therefore, we breathe in and out from the chest usually, which is very normal. But in that state, in that state of high focus and arousal, it's really hard to be calm, relaxed, or um, in a balanced way, right? Because your body's focused to a, some, something totally different. And if you want to change the way you feel, say you're feeling really anxious or you feel really overwhelmed, the quickest and the simplest way of doing this is by simply changing the way you breathe. That's how simple it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, there is a very simple breathing exercise that I teach to almost all of my clients. And most of them find it really, really helpful that I can um, 
explain if anyone wants to practice this in their daily life. And it's a very subtle, very easy, but very effective breathing technique. And you can do this anytime, anywhere, say when you're angry, frustrated, when you're arguing with someone, you can do this anytime and it will help you all the time. That's how powerful it is. And it's simple. You simply inhale as you count to four and you exhale as you count to eight and you repeat it three times in a row, preferably, or you could do more if you like to, but simply inhaling and taking a twice as long exhale than your inhale. And what that does is it basically brings your mind and body in an alignment and it brings you to present. Because normally in daily life, if you're anxious, probably you're focused on future. If you're depressed, probably you're thinking about the past, but you are not in the present. If you right. were in the present, you would know what, what is right for you. You would know what is for your benefits. You would know how to be calm and relaxed. So I love this breathing because it really puts everything in alignment and I find it really helpful and I would recommend everyone to practice this at least for a few days to see how it could be really helpful. I love that. What a great skill to practice. And uh, it's really appropriate and interesting. I've been talking about a similar style of breath work in the yoga teacher training that I'm leading right now. And we did a, a similar style the other day during our session. And so that brings me to a question. When you inhale for four and exhale for a count of eight, do you pause and hold the breath in or breath out during that? I don't do that necessarily on this type mm-hmm. of breathing, although I am familiar with some of the breathing types, like ex- different exercises that could involve that. Mm-hmm. I think that could be just as powerful too. Um, I tend to stick with this because I think it's quicker since it's targeted to help you on set of an event. Um, so that's why I did this, but I think also pausing can be really helpful too. Awesome. Great. So your experience with holotropic breath work, what, um, well, what was your first experience like? I know that can be rather intense. Yeah, it was really, really intense. And um, I, it just helped me understand more about the mind power and more about the depth of our mind. Because mm-hmm. I think we don't realize in our daily life how much power we hold because we sometimes feel out of control. Sometimes we allow daily life to kind of take us where we need to go with our habits. You know, we do almost everything the same way every day, if you think about it. Mm -hmm. So doing that type of reading really shifts my perspective towards my everyday life. And I feel that it's still something that comes with me every day. So although that experience was a few years ago now, I still find glimpses of that experience as I go by my day. Like sometimes randomly when I'm driving, I get reminded of an insight that I I got from that experience. Mm -hmm. It's very intense, I think. So it's really important to work with the right person. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't do those types of intense breathing techniques, to be honest with you. I work mostly with quick energy shift type of things, like the example that I gave. Mm -hmm. um, but I think with the right facilitator, if you, if you feel like you're at the right time in your life, I think these intense breathing um, techniques could be really, really powerful to change root beliefs about ourselves that we learned growing up. Right. I think that's a really important thing to note is that this style of work can change the root beliefs, these stories that we have that we prove to ourselves to be right, but they're actually false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one other question about this breath work. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the holotropic style is in and out through your mouth. And from my understanding and practices, I would recommend for shifting energy rather quickly, especially for calming to breathe through your nose. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that or do you have a different school of thought? Um, yeah, I think I agree with you. What I usually, when I teach classes, I like to focus on inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the mouth if possible. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I know when you focus on so many things at breathwork, I know that can get frustrating at times because, you know, you're focusing on feeling breathing in from diaphragm, you're focusing on your mouth and your nose and also following the counts and also so many things start coming up in your mind mm -hmm. all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. So I know it can get a bit frustrating. I do recommend usually inhaling through the nose, exhaling through the mouth. But mm. I say it will, if you can't do that, at least just use your nose mostly. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, with holotropic breathing, it's a bit different because it's supposed to make it more tense and it elevates the more you do it. So it, I think it's a lot different and I, I think it's supposed to be that way. Yes, I agree. I think you're right. Yeah, I sometimes have this experience because I'm prone to anxiety and I have uh, challenges with anticipation. It causes me some stress. And when that happens, if I'm worried about the future, anticipating something, I'll notice that it's hard for me to take a deep breath, so much so that sometimes I have to hold on to the counter or lean over in order to get that really full breath where it kind of, there's this place in my chest that I need to get past, like a little hump in my chest almost, mm -hmm. and to get that full sensation that's so gratifying and fulfilling it can be very difficult sometimes and the longer that goes on for the more anxious I tend to feel and so I I don't know why I'm sharing that actually <laughs> I, I wonder if uh, listeners or, or perhaps you can relate that sensation of needing to take a really deep breath and and having a challenge with that yeah, I think you're definitely not the only person. Um, many people from my experience, when they feel that anxious, worry feeling, they feel a very heavy feeling around their chest. And they find that it's so hard to breathe because they're, they're basically not 
um, they're just taking in and in and in, and they're not exhaling. So it comes to a point where it's really, really hard to breathe in and it feels like you're choking. You're not breathing. You cannot breathe. That's how it feels. Um, and actually, after some, t this happened to me, I think about three times, my three of my clients called me after hypnotherapy session. They said, oh my God, I feel like my breathing is actually changing a little bit because when they feel like the anxiety is coming and it's that blockage that you just talked about around the chest, mm -hmm. they were able to at least release that feeling from the chest before. Um, wow. One thing I realized that can be helpful is, I know this may sound a little bit um, interesting, but kind of like folding down and starting to shake your arms, it kind of shifts the way that your body is inhaling. So that could be, if you feel it's so intense, you could just fold down and then start shaking your arms or maybe your hands, and that will allow you to exhale. And as long mm. as you exhale, you will realize that it's actually possible to inhale. You have more room. That's a great suggestion. And as you were saying that, I realized that when I'm teaching classes, if I'm in a standing forward fold, I am able to take some deeper breaths there than I am sometimes when I'm standing. That's a really great tool. I'll practice that. That's amazing. And it, I think it's really cool that you experience that firsthand in your classes. Definitely. And I wouldn't have made that connection or necessarily realized that to be true for myself had you not just shared that technique or practice of folding forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I so think cool. it can be helpful. Love it. So I have the fortunate blessing of being able to experience your hypnosis. I'm really excited for that. And one thing that I really want to work on with my subconscious mind is processing some of the things that happened to me in my younger years as a teenager and a young adult. I had um, physical trauma and to also experience different types of abuse. And I haven't really talked about in detail, not that I'm unwilling, it just hasn't really come up organically in conversation as far as the types of abuse and experiences that I've had on this podcast, I'll say. Mm -hmm. But I am open to talking about it because I'm really keen to let go of the residue from those experiences from my past. I feel like I've done a lot of work and healing, but mostly from the conscious mind standpoint, recognizing that those things aren't happening to me anymore, being able to identify and tell my body that I'm safe and that I can be who I am and express myself and feel safe doing so. But I think it'll be really powerful and interesting. Um, and I'm definitely wanting to share uh, in either the intro or the outro as when this episode comes out about my experience with you, because I think that it's a missing link to the types of work I've done in the past and accessing the subconscious, that can be challenging. And I think from what you're saying, it's 
good, beneficial, important, probably necessary to have someone guide you, help you, um, facilitate that for you. Mm-hmm. So all of that being said, I'm really excited to experience a session with you. Yeah, same. Sounds like you do have, a, you could really benefit from a healing for your subconscious mind. Um, with that say, with that being said, working with hypnosis, I think you can get a lot of benefits because even with one session, you start to feel that you have so much more power, you have so much more recognition, and you have power to rewrite whatever had happened in your past. Um, And I think even that is so powerful to give someone courage and hope to continue finding their way of being themselves. Um, It's usually a process the way I see it. So it's an incremental and step-by-step change. But I think after what we do, you may become more aware of what patterns especially may be blocking you. And especially in what you just described, I think emotional release, like release Mm -hmm. of the things that may have been stuck in the subconscious mind for a long time can be really, really helpful too. Right, exactly. That's exactly what I'm looking for, yearning for. So I'm really excited to work with you. And I'd love for you to share how other people listening can work with you, find you, learn more about hypnosis, EFT, and the styles of breath work. So how can people get in touch? Yeah, I would love that. Um, My practice is called Be Hypnotized. Um, It comes from my name. And they can find me on social media as Be Hypnotized without any space. Um, I actually give half an hour free phone consultation over the phone. I understand that there's so much unknown about this. So I like to give information, understand, and explain. So if you like to do that, you could call me at my number directly, which is 626-428-4729. Or you can also email me um, from my email address, Begum, which is my first name. So you could email me at begum at b-hypnotize.com. Or you could also visit my website. I have a ton of information. I also write blog posts. I like to share lots of research on my website. My website is www.b-hypnotize.com. Perfect. Great. I will link all of that information in the show notes for easy navigation. Of course, I highly recommend reaching out to B for a session, get your free call, and then go from there, book with her. I would like to spell for your email address, your beautiful first name is spelled B-E-G-U-M, M as in Mary, uh, just one M. And your Instagram at be hypnotized. So that's the letter B and then the word hypnotized with no spaces. Again, that'll be linked below so it makes it easy. But in case anyone wants to search for you right away, can't wait or look for the show notes, it's all good. 
And I would love before I ask you my final question to just know if there's anything else you'd like to share with us about who you are or what you do or a message you'd like to share with the listeners. Thank you so much. I really, I, um, I think I really like to thank you for this opportunity because I think there is so much misinformation about um, most of the modalities that I use. So what I like for other people to know is that there's always hope if you are willing to willing to really invest time and effort in yourself. Mm. That made me take a deep breath and really feel that hope for myself and for the world, for listeners and the whole planet. There's always hope. Thank you for that. Oh, I love that. So what is something you feel grateful for today? Something other than this podcast <laughs> opportunity? <laughs> um, I think I'm really grateful for my health and for mm-hmm. my family. I think I've been realizing that more and more lately. Maybe yes. many of us probably have been realizing that. Um, I think we all need great support group to continue strongly in life. And I think I have that. Um, and my hope is everyone gets to build that unconditional support group. Wow. Beautiful. You are so intelligent and compassionate. There's something about the energy that comes through in our conversation that makes me uh, feel like we've been friends or at least in each other's lives for longer than we have. I feel like kindred connection with you and I really appreciate that. And I want to thank you for your time today and sharing and also demystifying about hypnosis and these practices and techniques. You've really educated us and you did a really great job. Thank you so much. And I think you are so right about that energy connection, um, especially in this spiritual world. And also, I I think I'm very open to feeling different energies. So I'm so grateful for you, for connecting with you. And thank you so much again for this opportunity. Great job. You're awesome. Oh, are we done? We can be. No, okay. (laughs) Thank you so much. I just, I wasn't sure. So I didn't want to kind of ruin it for you. Not at all. Everything is easy to, um, if there was more to share, easy to add in or take away. But before we really wrap up, um, I didn't ask during the official interview because I wasn't sure. But do you, I see on your Instagram a podcast link. Do you host a podcast? I do have a podcast, but honestly, I haven't been sharing on there for the last year. I just didn't have time. So I don't know if it's really that necessary. That's why I didn't really mention it. Okay, perfect. Well, if you if you would like, I'm happy to link it in the show notes. So if people want to, they can, um, you know, go ahead and click on it and listen to your previous episodes. Yeah, if it's if it's not a hard thing for you to do, that would be great. Of course. Thank you so much for being so thoughtful. Yes, not difficult at all. 
So I think that went really, really well. I'm excited to share this episode with listeners. Um, When it's ready, I will let you know and I'll tag you on Instagram and put some graphics out there and share it. If you feel like sharing as well, that's always great, but um, not required, you know, whatever feels authentic for you. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely share probably because, you know, I like your podcast and I think that also gives people opportunity to listen to your podcast almost like from the beginning too. Um, there's some, I think the podcast field is so crowded now. It's hard to pick and choose. So um, yeah. when I see recommendations on my feed, I usually tend to check them out. Um, so I'll definitely be sharing. Awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. So if this is a good time, I'd love to look at um, schedules maybe yeah. for next week and see what's going on. Definitely. I think that sounds great. I'm really excited to give you an experience. Great. How is your schedule look like? Well, the rest of this week is pretty busy. My folks come into town this evening nice. and they stay through the weekend. And then Sunday, I usually lead a yoga teacher training, but instead I have a community service project that I'm my husband and I are the leadership team for. So this week is busy, but next week is more open, um, even next Tuesday by chance. Next Tuesday, let's see, we could do at, if you like, we could do it, actually Tuesday is a bit too booked, because sure. the first session That's takes okay. about an hour okay. um, or so. So How's Wednesday? We could do Wednesday around 2 p.m. if that works for you. Yeah, 2 p.m. works great. Perfect. Awesome. So I'll probably send you the Zoom link the day before. And for the session, you just need to click on the link and then we'll get started. Amazing. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alia. It was very nice talking to you. Very nice chatting with you. And I'm so glad that we got connected. So um, maybe I'll check on with, with you here and there. So I'll see you on Wednesday anyway next week. That sounds great. And as soon as we hang up, I'll follow you on Instagram and uh, really appreciate your time today. Thank you, Alia. Have a good rest Thank of you. your day. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's interview. And although the format for this episode was a little bit different than what you may have been used to in the past, I'm just so pleased to finally release this interview and hope you enjoyed. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, feedback, or requests, please email me alia at aliayoga.com spelled A-H-L-I-A. Please be sure to follow along on Instagram with me at What's Wellness Podcast and at Alia Yoga. You can tune in to audio recordings of my classes through my other podcast simply called Alia Yoga and purchase the video recordings from my website, which is, you guessed it, aliayoga.com 
forward slash shop. Thank you once again for tuning in today. Be kind to yourselves and to one another and have a wonderful rest of your day and rest of your week. Until next time, be well.